What does branding have in common with photography? Authenticity. On today's Marketing Essentials podcast, we speak with Kim Fuller, a professional photographer and mindfulness expert who helps entrepreneurs reveal their authentic self in order to engage and build trust with their clients. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I'm Bill with W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin with Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia with The Spark Social. And together we make up the, the Marketing, marketing Essentials, Essentials Team. team. All right. Welcome to the podcast. Today we have a guest and we're always very, very excited to have guests because they bring in their knowledge and expertise. Today we're talking to Kim Fuller. She's a graduate of the Rhode Island School of Design right here in Little Rhodey. And she's been a freelance photographer for over 30 years. She's an author, TEDx speaker, and a student of Buddhism and mindfulness. Her mindfulness method called the art of pause helps her clients prepare for portraits or branding sessions. Kim has found that mindfulness and photography have a lot in common as both invite us to look carefully inwardly and outwardly. She's also a mother of three and she likes to give hugs. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, Can we expect a hug? At the an air hug. Yeah. We're going to air hugs today. Yes. Okay. Welcome Kim. How are you? I'm fantastic. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. Yeah. So <clears throat> mindfulness and photography, um, just to jump right in. Yeah. Give us a little like definition about, you know, how, how do you bring mindfulness into your work and, and what you do? You know, I think photography came first, actually. Okay. It was kind of interesting. Um, and I didn't put the two together until much later. But I think the practice of taking an image is a very mindful practice on its own because you're looking through a very focused area. We're going to use a lot of photography metaphors today. Just so, right. so, so if you Bring want them. to, yeah. yeah, Bill's very excited. Yeah. I'm personally right. fine with that. I know okay. you're fine. You yeah. probably do that all the time, Bill. Uh, Be so careful yeah, though, cause you can wander into puns. <laughs> well, we can go there. It's, a it's all right. I can handle that. Uh, Justin, Justin doesn't do well with that. Yeah. So we're going to also fit into a little square box. We're going to like look through a little square box, but that, that, that art of, uh, really, being in a creative space of looking for something in particular or waiting for something to show up in the lens is even a better way to be mindful while you're shooting. I've done that for so many years. And then when I started studying mindfulness and Buddhism and, and those, the relationship around being present in, in the present moment, I realized, wait a second, I've been doing that for a really long time, but just through the lens of the camera. The biggest difference was that with photography, I was looking outward so I was really framing up my world in a very particular way outside of myself. The mindfulness piece was taking that information and seeing how my internal world was exploring it and processing it and then responding to it. In most cases, reacting to it, but with practice, I've been able to respond to it. So, you know, I might see something out in the real world with the camera and decide I want to document it. When I'm doing that, I'm often projecting my own stuff into it to, to decide how I want to frame it, how I want the image to look. I'm making up all kinds of things about it before I'm even really uh, clicking that final button. In the, in, in the internal version of that, it's um, the mindful photography piece is really practicing 
trying not to make any judgments about what I'm shooting and just see for the sake of seeing and then letting that image be what it's going to be without trying to interject with all my, my judgments around it or my conditioning and, and, ha- and just take a, take the shot. Mm-hmm. I'll get into more of that later if you want, but mm-hmm. essentially that's the, the back and forth mindfulness side of the photography and the internal practice. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. So 30 years, professional photographer. Mm. And you said the mindfulness thing came later. So when did that sort of roll into the way you worked? Yeah, it's a, it's a funny story. And I didn't put this down originally for you guys to talk about, but um, I was actually on a photo assignment when I discovered uh, Buddhism and mindfulness. And I was getting ready to uh, document a lecture by the Dalai Lama. And it was at Salve Regina University. And I'd photographed for them for many years. But in this day, I was not given the assignment that I thought I should get, which was, you know, <laughs> sitting with the Dalai Lama while he's having lunch with the sister trays. And then at the last minute, I was told uh, while I'm under this tent of thousands of people that I had to sit in a seat. I couldn't even get up and move around when he was entering the tent and greeting everybody. And all. I was like, well, what the, what's the point, you know? <laughs> and so what I was, the bleep? Yeah. What the, oh, that's one of those things where you, push a button. um, in turn. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I was all in my ego head, you know, and, um, as he came into the tent, you know, I was really starting to feel this, this energy of like, Whoa, what, you know, who is this guy? How is he affecting all these people? And even though I was frustrated by having to sit in the seat, he ended up because I was there shaking my hand. And in that moment of shaking his hand, something crazy magical happened. And I think I experienced what pure love is for the first time. It was like he was going piercing right through my eyes into the head and the soul and the whole thing. So I was like, oh, what was that? And so in hearing him speak and all of that, I kind of got into this mode of, all right, I was not here to take pictures. I was here to learn about this because something is happening for me. And so that's when it all began. So that was about 12 years ago. Okay. And then about two years after that, uh, my greatest spiritual teacher came along and that's what my book is about. So, um, it's, it's, uh, that interaction with people that we don't always expect that have the biggest influence on us. Yeah. And so, yeah. So mindfulness, that's an interesting perspective. It's your interaction with people because I've been thinking a lot about mindfulness as a business owner and it's always like kind of internal for me. And Mm -hmm. it's like time alone in the morning to think about, you know, how do I want my day to be? What is that energy I'm going to carry with me? But interaction with people, it's not just your mindful, your state of mindfulness isn't just about you. It's about what you put out there and how yeah. it's going to influence people, I guess. Absolutely. What, okay. Yeah. Well, right. the, the mindfulness is essentially practicing paying attention to the present moment. So it's a very focused attention on a particular thing in a particular focused way. And here's the key without judgment. So that's the real seeing. That's the seeing as things are, not what we make them mean. Okay. Um, so for example, when I'm in front of, you know, I met Justin for the first time. So I come into the, the lecture that he's giving and I could have all kinds of ideas about what I want to make up about this guy. Right. But if I'm just simply present, right. <laughs> I love you, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, it's because you see someone and yes. you make up, you, you instantly have a judgment yep. yeah. depending on what you think about beards or guys or, or people or who give talks, whatever yeah. you want to right. make up. But, but the mindfulness piece comes in when you say, I'm just going to arrive and be present for whatever shows up. Love so it. letting go of the judge. I mean, they might, they might come in, you know, cause it's just your conditioning, but you, you become the, pre- the inner practice that you were just talking about. The personal practice is starting to recognize that you do that 
and notice that when you do that, you're literally shutting yourself down from possibility. And so the practice is being aware of it enough so you can go, yeah, let's not go there. Let's just wait and see what happens and what this guy has to say as the example. That's the relationship piece. Thank you for that. Because I wish I had mindfulness about 18 years ago when I met Bill. (laughs) I knew this story was coming out. But you're still working with him. Still working with him. Well, because the first impression was... We did not have a good first impression of each other. I looked at him and thought, poser. And he looked at me and said, hippie. Hippie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We did not get off to a good start. That was 16 years ago. Almost 17. Well, yeah. Over 17. And you know what's so interesting? I find that the people that trigger me instantly are the people that I need to hang out with. Yeah. Because they're the ones that are there to, to, to teach you something. And chances are you're actually a lot like them. And that's why they trigger you because it's something in you that you want to recognize a little bit more. So next time somebody really like takes you off or, or rubs you the wrong way, pay attention. Pay attention to what it brings up in you. Mm, that's a good point. It's, it's all state. about you. Everything's yeah. about us. It's still the ego head, right? No, no, no. <laughs> but it's as far not as all the, about me, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so now that we have a good handle on mindfulness and how this has played a role in your work, I want to talk a little bit more about how you bring that into working with your clients mm-hmm. and the branding piece, because yeah. we talked in the intro about branding and authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I spend a lot of time with my clients guiding them through the same process. We want to get to that authentic piece of you so that you can own it and it can become part of your brand. So I want to hear about how you do that with your clients. Yeah. So um, a lot of times, you know, I'm sure Bill is a photographer. You've seen this. I don't know if you photograph people, but I'm too fat. Mm-hmm. I need to lose 10 pounds before we do the shoot. I don't have anything to wear. There's nowhere to shoot. I don't have a great house. Blah, blah, blah. Every excuse in the book to not get in front of the camera. Oh, yeah. So how do I work with those people to, to get them in the right mindset? So not only do I have to be present and let go of, you know, oh, geez, here we go again. Somebody's going to, but just to say, okay, how can I support this person? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it's just getting them in their, in the right mindset of saying, you know, Who's no one's noticing that, but you really, I mean, there's a lot of fat people in the world. There's a lot of skinny people in the world. There's a lot of whatever you want to make up. So it's like, who, how can you own who you are? Not the, what you look like. Cause no one else is really paying attention to that part. They might notice it, but is that the overall judgment? Right. Yeah. They want to know what you can do for them. Yeah. They really do. I think especially as a business yeah. owner. So if you can show up as someone who's trustworthy, you're an expert at something, you have confidence in what you're selling or presenting, um, that's what needs to come through. So I really work with mindset, first of all. And I do help them pick out their wardrobe because I know what looks good on camera. A lot of people in particular who are overweight want to wear tents, you know, and it's like, no, that's not going to be flat. I promise you that's not hiding anything. Absolutely not. Yeah. So, you know, working with them on their wardrobe and most people have plenty of clothes to wear. It's not about that at all. It's just putting it together. I have a little bit of flair for that. So I help them with that. And then the, the other thing is just, um, really, uh, being present to, what do they want to show up? Who do they want to attract? And how can you be present for that? So it's shifting the mindset out of, oh, me, 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 I look like this, everyone's going to be looking at me to what do I have to offer? And how can I share that with people? And so then they start thinking about their client versus themselves. Yeah. And so how do they want their client to read what's coming across? Because that's who they want to attract. So do you have a story 
I do. Yeah. So a very dear friend now, uh, my business coach actually. So I started working with a business coach a couple of years ago and she really helped me get to, uh, reshaping my business. Cause I did weddings for years and I was looking for an, another way to work with people. And, um, she wanted to rebrand and she came to me probably five years ago and her business was just kind of starting to grow. And we did, um, a little studio shot and she had the perfect little dress she wanted to wear. It was going to be her brand dress and this and that. It's like, okay. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I wasn't really on to this brand stuff yet. I wasn't really doing it, but it, you know, just doing my job, whatever. So she said, did that. And then when I got to know her, I, I started thinking about that really was not you. She goes, yeah, it really wasn't. I said, let's, let's do something. Let's do a shoot. Like get, let's, and so long story short, we did the whole wardrobe thing. We talked about her colors and she was very uncomfortable about being in front of the camera as well. Same excuses everyone else uses, but we, we played around with that. And I said, you know, you're starting to really grow your business. You're really up leveling. You need to up level your photos, your brand. And so let's, let's play with that a little bit. How do you, who do you want to attract? You've got some choices now. Who do you want to attract? What kind of person do you want to work with? Is it the person in the perfect little dress with the stiletto heels or is it somebody a little more laid back? She goes, you know what? I'm kind of funky. I'm like, you know, like I used to listen to rock and roll and I wore like bomber jackets and I was, you know, I'm like, all right, let's pull that back a little bit yeah. because someone's going to be attracted. I would be attracted to that. Right. And I'm your ideal client. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So what's been interesting is that we did that shoot uh, about a year and a half ago, actually a year ago. And her business has really expanded. And I'm not saying it's because of the photos, but I'm saying it's because I think she decided to step in at that point to who she really is and who she wanted to work with and made that personal choice. And I'll tell you what, she's a, tr her, her event. I just went to a couple of days ago was twice the size of the one the year before. And this is like her big kind of yearly recruiting, uh, workshop day and three days. And she recruits her new clients in that it was double the size. The energy in the room was palpable. She was so comfortable and natural. She wore the same outfits we did in our shoot. Cause now that's her new brand. <laughs> and it was just fun to, it's really fun to watch someone show up in front of the camera practice who they want to be. And I coach them along the way to really let go and say, let's just try. You can throw the image out, but let's just try. What does it feel like to be funky or out there or a little crazy or laughing or whatever? So it's just, it's a great exploration. It's a great exercise and you get good photos. So it's, it's really fun to play with. And I think it, it really helped her business. She used it across her website, all of her branding material, the workshop uh, photos. And I've seen this a couple of times now with different people. I freaking love it. She, like that's just powerful right there. So when she stepped into her own, mm -hmm. more people showed up. That's right. When she showed up to be herself, more people showed up at her event. She got so many comments when she started posting the pictures on social media, like, oh my gosh, that's so you, Jeannie. And oh my gosh, this is, you look so happy and so beautiful. And just it, because she was really just comfortable and laughing and natural and they were different. She was celebrating. We were out at, around Newport. It was just a a more, um, specific, uh, way to show herself than just sitting on a white bed with a laptop and a coffee cup. I just yeah. want to gag. <laughs> I'm with you. Like, I'm is with that you. what it means to be a coach? Is that what it means to work from home that you have to sit on a white bed and have a laptop and a coffee? I'm like, really? Like, can we get past that? I, yeah. And I spent some time on her website <clears throat> looking at the photos. The photos are great. Thank you. They, they're, you can definitely see her authenticity shining through. 
But the other thing that I noticed is I'm reading through her content and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I need to work with this woman. Yes. But the content is great too. And it's so great to see when someone's content completely comes together, the written part, the imagery, everything hangs together. And on that side, it really, really does. Yeah. And I think you do need a team sometimes. She's gotten to the point where she can have a team. So she had a brand person who did colors and, you know, designs the website and the logos and all that. And then, then you, I was working with that person as well. And we talked about what kind of shots they need, she needed in colors and outfits. Um, and so it's nice to have that. But if you don't have that, um, you know, I think it's just important to be mindful check in with yourself internally and say, how do I want to design, especially as an entrepreneur, how do I want to design my business? Who do I want to attract based on who I am? Cause I find if I'm authentic, then meaning that I'm, I'm not trying to be someone else or emulate someone else that I've seen online. When I'm really true to myself, it's really the only way I can be in the end, because we went going back to perception of how I perceive Justin, for example, you could have showed up any way you wanted mm. and I'm going to still have my perception. So I'm dying. To know and so now. is everyone was else. Impression? Hey, we had lunch, we had coffee. I, I obviously saw you again, right? <laughs> We're still friends. Okay. <laughs> but, it, but the thing is, is that even right now, each of you is perceiving me based on your experiences in the world. And so I don't, I wouldn't know how to act right. to please. Yeah. Each of you. Mm. So I can only really be myself. Might as well just be yourself. Because then it's up to you anyway, yeah. what you want to make of it. Right. Yeah, and you could be having a bad day and it could be different. Just like you two now friends, you said when you first met, who yeah. knows what was going on in your lives that impacted that. Right. Yeah. That was, yeah, a long time ago. So that's one thing I coach on is, to, is around being authentic. What does that even mean? You know, mm-hmm. so. So and, in your, oh, oh I'm sorry. Ahead. Well, you had said, you know, when you were working with that particular client and you changed the outfit up and it, it kind of resonated with you as in, you know, it attracted like you would be her ideal client. And so when you really get to be you, you will attract more people that want to work with you. And yeah, you may have some people who are like, that's not for me. And that's okay. And And thank God we need to accept, we need to (laughs) be more accepting of that. Yeah. Right. And this is a theme that's come up in a few of our podcasts is, you know, putting yourself out there authentically, you're going to draw people in who want to work with you. And hopefully the people who are not a good fit for you, Will not will not resonate, and and it will just let the universe do its magic, right? We have yeah. a lot of fear. Mm. We have a lot of fear. We tend to operate from a place of fear. So yeah. I'm afraid I'm not going to make enough money. I'm afraid if I don't take that client, my business is going to fail. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. But I'll tell you what. I've been playing with uh, quantum physics around mindfulness, so the science behind all this stuff. It's fascinating when you start to um, ask yourself the right questions. And check in with that authentic place and trust that if you act in your authentic self way and do the things that that person needs to do. So, for example, I asked the question of myself, what what does a successful person who has all the clients they want behave like? Well, I have to do my marketing. I have to act authentically. So then I start to act in that way. Yeah. Or I could sit back and go. Oh God, no one's going to hire me. I don't, I'm not putting it, you know, I'm not taking that business. I don't want that client. I really don't, you know, so it's a mindset and that's the the fun about the mindfulness piece it brings in. So I have to practice it myself as well as get someone else in that headspace to be able to really show up that way. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a lot of practice. It's oh, every day, yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I was going to ask you was in your own brand, 
oftentimes we'll, our brand is, is shaped and formed by the reason that people come to us to begin with. Mm-hmm. So what have you found to be true and authentic about your brand? Why are people coming to you? Come on, I'm wicked fun. <laughs> well, besides Thank that, you and good night. That's it. Besides <laughs> that's the only reason. Yeah. I think I'm a, I think people see me sometimes as, um, wow, she's really, she seems like she's having a good time all the time. And I really do. I, I totally believe I have to create what I want in my life. Mm-hmm. So if I want to have fun, I have to <clears throat> go have fun. So I'm usually the first one on the dance floor. <laughs> and if I go, if I have an opportunity to speak in public, I, I, have a good time. I like to engage people and have a good time. Um, so I, I think that, um, what I usually show up as, as someone who's a little, you know, a little silly, it doesn't take my, I don't take myself too seriously. I mean, let's face it. We have all got our moments. Mm. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty raw. Like I don't hide a lot of things and I'm not an oversharer, but, um, I also try to make light of things that, um, I'm processing, but not to not process them. If that makes sense. I'm not trying to push things away and cover it with humor, but I like to relax and say, it's okay. We're, we're just going to have a little fun. Let's just see what happens. So I'm all about possibilities. So I think I show up that way. People have said that I make them feel, uh, listened to, seen, so I'm, I'm present, you know, that practice of being present. That's what the Dalai Lama showed me. And I remember that very moment saying, I want more of that because that's going to really be helpful with my clients. It's going to be helpful with my friends, my family. If I can be as present as he just was in that five seconds that he looked at me, that's mm. magical for people. I want to have that impact on people. Yeah. People want to be seen. Oh my gosh. And when you do see them, you get so much back. I mean, I can't... It, what you put out is what you get back. And yeah. it's so, so true. Yeah. So, so true. So, mm-hmm. well, I, I love that piece of it, you know, the authenticity and the be yourself. Yeah. And there's a, a quote by Oscar Wilde, you know, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. taken. Right. Yeah. You know, right. We, we feel so responsible for everybody else, but nobody wants our help. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not in that piece, not, not in the who you are piece. Right. Like we can figure that out for ourselves. And one thing that I've learned in my studies in, in Buddhism in particular is we're all very connected, but we're also on our own journey. And so you've got to take care of yourself. And when you just take care of yourself, you're going to find that, that everything you do that goes out is going to be just fine because you've worked with your stuff. You know, if, if you want to show up like an asshole, then that's what you're, you're going to get treated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. you think everybody else yeah. is an asshole, you're going to get that back because they absolutely will be. Yeah. It's a perception. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah, well, what the, you look for, you'll get. Exactly. That's right. That's, exactly. Where yeah. are you placing your attention? I choose to place my attention on things that are fun, that are positive, that are beautiful. So again, back to the, the camera metaphor, where do you want to put your, where do you want to shift your lens? Where's your your lens focused? And I I think helping people through photography Mm -hmm. do that is, is very powerful. I mean, not just to a branding piece, but to their own development as entrepreneurs, their own personal development, helping them shift their focus. Yes. Right. And seeing themselves in a different way. Yes. Is powerful. Seeing themselves as they are. 
Like sometimes people, you know, I, I was talking with another photographer the other day and she said, I had a woman come into my studio and said, I'm not going to like any of your pictures. Just saying. So just, <laughs> nice. just a heads up. I'm not going to like any of your, but what she meant was I'm not, I don't like the way I ever see myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as photographers, that's a bit of a challenge. Yeah. yeah. How would you start that session? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, well, are you sure you want to be here? Yeah. Exactly. But yes, that piece is really huge. And I, I worked with a, um, a project called the Revelation Project for a couple of years and it was all about women exploring who they are through the life of the camera. And it was a powerful project. And, um, I continue that of course with my, you know, if someone hires me for an empowerment photo shoot, but I feel like they're all empowerment shoots. Any brand shoot I do is an empowerment shoot. And what's so fun is that they don't look like typical brand photographs. So they stand out a little bit more. People Mm -hmm. are attracted to the feeling that's coming across in the pictures. So hopefully someone's stopping on that swipe dial that we're on, right? They go, Oh yeah. That's a fun picture yeah. or, Oh, that's, that's a great feeling. Uh-huh. It's I've that whole, so- what's, is it Maya Angelou? It's not what you, how you, it's how you make them feel, whatever the beginning yeah, part they, is. But yeah. people won't remember what you did for them, but right. they will remember how, how you, you made, made them, them feel. feel. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Right. I totally get that. Cause I've been to a lot of photography sites and you just do the swipe. You're like, yep. Seen it, seen yeah. it, seen it, yeah. seen it. And some of the things that I've seen on your site is like, oh, wait a minute. That's different. <laughs> Thank you. You know, yeah. and it, I, it's one of those things you can't put your finger on it, but you know, there's something different about it. I think everyone should discover what their superpower is. And I think mine is that I really see people um, being a Navy brat, maybe moving around a lot, meeting new people. I don't know what it was, but I really see people. Mm. And there's that, that little brilliance that's in them. That's something that's magical, whether it's humor, whether it's um, a little intensity. And I love to bring that out. Just absolutely love to bring that out because I think it's their superpower. And then when they can see that and tap into that, they go, whoa. And then they start acting from that place. Then they just light up. And if more and more people are doing that, we're just going to have a bunch of brilliant lights living in the world versus people who feel isolated, disconnected, not worthy, whatever. So I'm on a mission. I'm on a really big mission (laughs) and I'm sticking to it. Well, one of the things I love about the way you work with people in photography is it's almost the opposite, completely opposite direction of the whole selfie thing. Yeah. You know, people taking selfies because they want to present themselves in a certain way Mm -hmm. that's most of the time, not authentic. Yeah. You know, it's fake. It's filtered. Yep. But what you're doing is you're bringing that true essence out. Yep. Yeah. There's nothing worse than being in a, fo- in a photo session and having a client that wants to be portrayed a certain way and you know that's not them just just from... Yeah. yeah. And you're sitting there going, I can, take, I can, take, I can take these photos, but they're gonna, then yeah. you're not going to be happy with them because mm-hmm. you're trying to be something you're not. I had a, a, a family photo session about three weeks ago now, four weeks ago now. And they wanted it to look like this certain Pinterest board and this certain, (laughs) but that's not you guys. That's not what you are. That's not what you are as a family. That's not who you are as individuals. And I was like, Oh man, there's like pulling teeth because of that. And you know, you know, going into it going, okay, I can possibly get you close to where you want to be, but it's not going to be what you want me in. I don't don't know what site I was on the other day, but it was a photographer who does family photos. Yeah. And he had the section where he posted the photos that he took in between the photos that 
Oh, the family's yeah, pick. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, these are the authentic family. Well, that's, was, that's, that's yeah. what I tell my clients that when I sit down with Christmas them. Card. Is what I'm looking <laughs> for is the photo in between the photo. That's right. And that's why a, you have to be present. Yeah. yeah. Go, go right back to that is you have yeah. to always be present to what's really mm-hmm. happening. Because there's a thing we make up, right? We, okay, yeah. we'll throw you guys together. But it is, I was just going to say that, is that mo- those moments in between, right in between where they, yeah. where I used to say, okay, if I'm going to do a group shot, I'll formulate it and then I watch it fall apart. Yep. And that's when, <laughs> that's when the magic happens. Yep. Exactly. When everyone's like, you know, shuffling around or right. like they look over at each other, to, you know, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? And, you know, watching their kid. And those are, those are the, the moments where you go, that's, that's the family. What, what's the world record for how fast that fell apart? Five about, seconds? About 30, much. about 30 seconds, probably. About 30 <laughs> I don't know what ever, as it ever came together, really, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> now, I, I did an engagement session not too long ago and they got it right yeah. off the bat. It was like, look, just have fun. Pretend the camera's not there. Yes. Yeah. And it, and they loved the photos. It was ama- and they were amazed by it. It was like, yeah. great because yeah. you were being yourself. Yeah, you yeah. weren't you weren't hiding from something or someone mm-hmm. by hiding behind who you thought people wanted you to be or mm-hmm. what you yeah. looked like. So yeah, do you think social media gives people a perception of like how like Bill was just saying like this family saw this photo on Pinterest and they needed to be that family? Oh, yeah. Do you think social media, while it's a great place for us to be ourselves, sometimes we see other people and we're like, this is who I should be because I'm. I'm a life coach and I need to be this way or. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I think my, my business coach may, may or may not have done, but I'm assuming did for a very long time when she was watching other, what other businesses were doing cause she was growing hers. Yeah. And so of course you, you kind of do that. You do your research and you look around for what other people are doing, but then she realized that that's, it's not working for her. Yeah. She didn't, she couldn't, you know, for, she's a very heart centered person to begin with. And I think she would, she used to call herself one woo instead of I'm woo woo. She was like, I'm just one woo. I can't go woo woo. <laughs> she's totally woo woo now. Yeah. And she's owning it, which is great. Yeah. She was only one woo back then, but, um, all of her, a lot of her clients are woo woo clients. I mean, me being one of them is, it's just like, I'm going to own that because that just to me means that you're very heart centered and you're working from that place versus always overthinking everything. And she's a very, you know, analytical, strategic thinker. Mm-hmm. She knows that about herself but there's also there's also the the who who you be in all of that and that's the fun part but social media i think i think it's 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 a great teacher Hmm. if you pay attention and that's what i so i whenever i see something and i'll I'll watch myself because i'll be on it you know doing my my mind freeze for a few minutes and all of a sudden i feel this anxiety rise up and i'm like Oh, why am I anxious right now? And, and so it's a great opportunity to really listen to your internal voice yeah. watching social media. So just watch the things that trigger you. Yeah. Be am mindful. I not good enough? Should I be doing something mm-hmm. differently? Am I wasting my time? Whatever it is that comes up, that's the opportunity with social media to me. So enjoy it for the, what you can get from it, but then also be careful to be mindful of how it triggers you. Mm. That's amazing. That's yeah. great advice right there. Yeah. yeah. So it, it seems like a lot of um, people approach photo- or approach photography or getting their visuals by, you know, the starting point is when you click the camera, it's the reverse. It yeah. looks like, or there's, it's just, there's a lot to think about before you show up in front of that lens. And yeah. I, I love how you have worked with, you said you've worked with the clients to that level of comfort. Like when mm-hmm. you really step into mm-hmm. being you, it's just going to show up and that's, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It's, a, it's being able to uh, be present enough to accept who they are. And that's a really freeing experience for anyone. I think mm-hmm. to cut, co- to come into something, not feeling judged. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a client that's been a real challenge to get them to that point? <laughs> Probably oh, like <sure>. everyone. <laughs> I, 
this week? Yeah, yeah. Right, right? Which day? No. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I find that more the more authentic I'm being, Justin, going back to your question, the more authentic I am to myself yeah. and not trying to be someone else, then I don't get those clients anymore. Amazing. And I remember people saying, um, oh, God, you do weddings. You must have like some bridezillas. I'm like, actually, I don't mm-hmm. because I don't attract those people. And I, and I, I would know the minute, I mean, you've probably seen this bill minute. Somebody walks into your studio for that meeting. I would know right away. I'm like, they're not going to hire me. Mm-hmm. I'm way too playful or I'm not yep. the, the, the sort of formal or whatever look they're looking for. And if they came in with 9 million Pinterest photos, I would just say, I really appreciate this. And what I'm going to do is look at them all, but just, I want to remind you that as an artist, I am not that person who right. took those photos. I don't exactly, see yeah. the way they see. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see, and your day isn't going to look like that or feel like that. It's mm-hmm. going to be yours. So I appreciate the overall sort of scope of what you're trying to capture, but it won't look like these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to look more like what you're seeing in these albums and a feeling. So try to look at the feeling of what you want your wedding to feel like, because my eye is one thing, though all those photographers you showed me are something else, mm-hmm. because my perception is different than everyone else's. And quite so frankly, that's what we need to talk about. And I don't think I've ever seen two photographers that shoot exactly the same anyway. It doesn't really of course matter. Not. It just doesn't work that no. way. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like, you know, if you have brothers and sisters, you know that you grew up in the same household and you all navigate life in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Same thing. So every photographer sees differently. Every bride shows up differently or every mm. portrait client shows up differently. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I agree. So if somebody is looking to get started with their visuals, their photography, you know, what are the takeaways for the audience? What should they, what should they consider before getting in front of the camera? Well, I'd say make sure you've got a good team, whatever that ends up being, whether you have a, a a marketing person, a brand design person, a website person, it's good to at least talk with all of them if you do have a team so that we're all on the same page. Good point. <clears throat> as far as even wanting horizontals versus verticals, it's a big deal. And then uh, have a good conversation about how do you want people to feel? What do you want people to feel when they look at these pictures? That you are What? What do you, is it something that you, you want them to be attracted to as a personality? Do you want to show what you do and how can that be shown in a, in a way that's also your personality? How do you work? Like what, what's, what's your favorite way to work? Do you like to go sit at the beach or do you sit in a cafe or do you sit at a desk? (laughs) Are you more one-on-one? Do you work in groups? So there's a lot of ways to just have that initial conversation to see what's the feeling you want to have. What kind of landscape do you like to be in? Yeah. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be where they work, but just what, what they enjoy. Because if I have a client who wants to shoot at the beach and they want to attract other clients that love that type of feeling, they absolutely will. Mm-hmm. But if they shoot in a, like, I'm looking at this warehouse that you guys work in here and I'm like, oh my God, like, this is the coolest environment ever. And so if somebody else likes industrial and a little raw and, you know, worn out kind of look, then they might want to hire me because I love that too. And I'm going to see the same things that they're seeing. So have that conversation. That would be the number one is to just really talk and make sure you're on the same page. And then just, um, really working on where are your hangups? Is it your body image, your smile? You know, what is it that kind of keeps you, keeps you stuck? <laughs> do you suffer I hate my from smile. RBF yeah, like right. I do? <laughs> I hate my skin, so yeah. I'm going to wear bl- all black. Um, yeah, um, 
get the get the the particles down. So mm-hmm. the the what you're going to wear, the location, so that there's not a lot of flail the day of, or yeah. trying to make decisions the day of. So get all your decision making out, but then let it unfold as you go too, because a lot of stuff can come up really organically, and you fall into something. And go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to be a little flexible, but I think setting the setting sort of a storyboard out is really helpful. So like we're going to start here, we're going to wear this outfit, and this is the background. Um, and again, with a loosness to it, like and that. then and then trying to show up knowing that you've got everything in place. There's nothing to do, but just be here yeah, and enjoy being photographed. And honestly, it doesn't take that long for somebody to unfold when you've got all that other stuff in place. It's, it's, it's beautiful to watch. I used to, used to say, it's like, it's like watching a little tiny rosebud that's all tight, tight, tight in there. It's all, all the petals are really close and they're sucked in. And then by the end, it's like, all of a sudden you see somebody just start to bloom. And by the end, it's like, here I am. <laughs> and, you know, and we used to say that with the, with the Revelation Project that I mentioned before. We'd see these women. We're like, there you are. You just showed up. And it's like they just sort of let go. And it's like, it's like they're oozing light. It's amazing. It's beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, it's Very really cool. beautiful. It is awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we could talk to you for hours about yeah. this. Yeah, I got a lot. No, I'm just um, kidding. No. <laughs> and no, I still got I'm more to learn. <laughs> Imagine that. But Oof. we do appreciate you coming on and just at least giving us an introduction to the whole mindfulness, being authentic, and how the work that you do just helps people get more in touch with who they really are and be able to market themselves more effectively. Yeah. Yeah. Pirate. So powerful. Thank you. Right. That's right. I'm working for That's you. Right. That's good. Oh yeah. No, I, the journey that you talked about, you know, I absolutely took that journey. Yeah. And when I finally got to the point where I wasn't afraid anymore, that's when I could step into it. Yeah. And you can work with other pirates. I mean, how fun is Absolutely, that? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so if someone wanted to get in touch with you because they needed to tap into that authenticity, how would they do that? I have a website, kimfullerphotography.com. Okay. Um, I'm on Instagram as Kim Fuller Photography and Mindful Photographer Coach. So I have two handles there. And uh, I don't do Twitter. Facebook, Kim Fuller Photography, or a mindful photographer. Mm-hmm. So, Terrific. and um, yeah, and if you want to look up a conference that I'm having that'll help you tap into authenticity next August, it's called Born to Rise. Ooh. So that's Born to Rise Live L I V E. Is that something you're organizing? I am because I told you I'm on a mission. I want to help people be in their best light. And so I that's really awesome. believe it's going to change the world if we can all be who we're meant to be. The world will change. I've seen it happen in a room of people, so I know it's possible to happen outside of that room. I definitely want to talk to you more about that. All right. <laughs> yeah. And we'll put all those links in the show notes so people can go click on them, go right over and get them. Thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate yeah, this. Thanks for coming. Yeah, Thank you, fun. Kim. So that wraps up another episode of the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Yes, it does. And until next time. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also... Find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.